Welcome to the podcast of Broadway Baptist Church in Lexington, Kentucky, and the preaching of Pastor Daniel Othman, a biblical church centered on Christ. I'm going to go through here, and we're going to see a powerful passage. This is the fourth of a fifth part of a sermon series we are looking at, and it's one that's really today's message is very powerful in effect, that it shows to us about what spiritual blindness is. This is a message here where Jesus is going to meet a man born blind. And we're looking at these passages in John, and they're actually, the stories in John are actually very long in the Bible. So it's these lengthy conversations, and this one is truly all over the place. But I know if you have a Bible, you want to follow along, because this is going to be one that is going to open up your eyes. And really the question is going to be, have I been blinded? Am I spiritually blind? Is the Lord revealing things that maybe uh, I didn't see these things and He has pointed them out? So before I read this passage, I want you to think about two current events that happened that were announced this week. And you're going to think about these events in context of this message. Now, this week, we were told by our government that they have aliens. They have confiscated some aliens somewhere. Okay, so you think about that. So aliens are somewhere. And the second thing we were told this week, or actually I was reading about this, is to, tomorrow is the last day of the month. This month will go down as the hottest month in the history of not the United States, in the history of mankind in the world. Now how that's measurable, who knows? So, but somehow in the history of the world, the month of July 2023 is the hottest in mankind. So you think about those two things. This week we were told this. It's the hottest month ever, and somewhere aliens exist. We've confiscated them. They've, we've been captured and their remains, or I guess, whatever, UFOs. So, now, this man we're about to read about is blind. If you were born blind like this man, it would not matter if you met a human or an alien, because you can't see them. For all you know, if you're blind, humans, aliens, they're the same thing. And think about it too if you're the blind. If you're blind, you've never seen light. You've never seen the sun. So if it's hot, you can certainly feel the heat, but you just wear shorts that day, wear a short sleeve shirt. You don't know what, what it looks like. You have never seen light. So this man here we're about to meet in our Bible, he was born blind. He has no clue what aliens or people even look like because he's never seen anyone. And he's never seen light nor the sun. So when he reads the news, he's like, eh, aliens, that was a hot day. You know, big deal. Hottest day ever on earth. Uh, I can't see anyway. So to him, a blind person would take the news totally different than how we would take the news. So that's who we were about to meet here. This man has never seen anything until he meets Jesus. Verse 1, as he was passing by, he saw a blind man from birth. His disciples asked him, Rabbi, Rabbi, by the way, means teacher. That's what it means. Teacher, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? That was a foolish question that the disciples asked Jesus. And we're going to see there's a bunch of foolish things in these 41 verses we're about to read. Because they looked at this man who was begging, the Bible's going to later tell us, he was born blind. They looked at him and said, Teacher, who sinned? Him or his parents? And Jesus, you know, 
it's sad that he has to answer these type of questions. And he's going to instruct us about sin. So that was the question that was asked. Who's the real sinner in this story? And Jesus is about to show us that basically all these random characters we're about to meet, they're actually all the sinners. The only two people who aren't really considered sinners are the blind man who actually has great faith in Jesus and Jesus. Every other character here is rebuked. Neither this man nor his parents sinned, Jesus answered. This came about so that God's works might be displayed in him. We must do the works of him who sent me while it is day. Night is coming when no one can work. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. Now, Jesus just revealed that he's the light of the world. But remember, this blind man, he's never seen light. He's, all he has seen is darkness his entire life. So he's never experienced This blind man is about to meet the light of the world. And he was born for this purpose so he could meet Jesus. Just as you and I, we are born for a purpose to meet Jesus. It's not, you're not here by accident. It's not, it's not coincidence that you're here. You were born with a greater purpose. And that greater purpose is the Lord. And that's what we're about to see. Verse 6, after he said these things, he spit on the ground, made some mud from the saliva, and spread the mud on his eyes. Go, he told him, wash in the pool of Siloam, which means sent. So that's a pool there in Jerusalem. He left, washed, and came back saying, no problem for Jesus. He just performed a miracle. The man didn't have sight. Jesus made a mud patty, threw it in his eyes, said, go just take a bath over there at pool of Siloam. And lo and behold, he got his vision. First time in his life, he's able to finally see. Well, that causes some problems. So here we go. These are what we call nosy neighbors. Have you ever met your nosy neighbors? These are like people who complain to the homeowners association. His neighbors and those who had seen him before as a beggar said, Isn't this the one who used to sit begging? Some said, He's the one. Others were saying, No, but he looks like him. So they're arguing about who is this man. He's a look-alike. He could be the real man. We don't really know. He kept saying, the man, he's raising his hand, I'm the one. He said, it's me. I really am the beggar that got my eyesight. So they asked him, how were your eyes open? They want to know. I've been watching you beg your whole life. You've never been able to see anything. He answered, the man called Jesus made mud, spread it on, his, on my eyes and told me, go to Salome and wash. So when I went and washed, I received my sight. Where is he? They asked. I don't know, he answered. So, remember, this blind man has actually never seen Jesus. He spoke to him. He had Jesus put mud on his eyes, but he had to go away to wash his eyes. So he doesn't know what Jesus even looks like. In fact, this blind man, until he got his sight, he didn't know what an alien was. He didn't know anything. He didn't know what light looked like. Because all he has been in darkness his entire life. So now... Here are our nosy neighbors. Verse 13. Look what the neighbors do. So they are doing their investigation. But what happened is the man mentioned to the neighbors that Jesus did this. And that the name of Jesus causes problems. The name of Jesus causes problems in your life. It causes problems at work. The name of Jesus, people are changed. And that's what we see here. They brought the man who used to be blind of all people to the Pharisees. Now, why would they bring him to the Pharisees? 
Because the neighbors knew the Pharisees despised Jesus. In fact, they said if someone goes around teaching or talking about Jesus, they would be kicked out of the synagogue. So they, you cannot go around talking about Jesus. That's how much they hated this man. So this man is healed by Jesus. The nosy neighbors find out about so they'll lo and behold, they're tattletellers. They go over and report this to the Pharisees. And it says, The day that Jesus made the mud and opened his eyes was a Sabbath. Then the Pharisees asked him again how he received his sight. So now the Pharisees are about to talk to the formal, former blind man. He put mud on my eyes, he told them. I washed and I can see. Some of the Pharisees said, this man is not from God because he doesn't keep the Sabbath. That's the first thing they care about. He broke a law. Can't be from God. He healed someone on the Sabbath. But others were saying, how can a sinful man perform such signs? And there was a division among them. So even the Pharisees are fighting among themselves. How can this man, Jesus, heal a blind man? Like something's not right here. And he's doing it on, on Saturday, which was the Sabbath back then. Still is the Sabbath. Today we worship on the Lord's Day. Again, they asked the blind man's blind man, what do you say about him since he opens your eyes? So they want to know, what do you have to say about this guy? He's a prophet, he said. The Jews did not believe this about him, that he was blind and received sight. So what happened? The moment he said he's a prophet, the Jewish people, the Pharisees, they could not believe this really happened. There's no possible way Jesus performed this miracle. It actually says, even when they're looking at a man who used to be blind, but now can see, they're saying, no, you're not. You're lying. It's not true. So what do they do? Look at this. They, it says here in verse 18, until they summon the parents of the one who had received his sight. They bring in mom and dad. I mean, they're doing their investigation. Maul and Paul are now coming in the story. And they're really not the best parents. They're scared to death. The, the son who received his sight, he has more boldness than mom and dad. They asked them, the parents, is this your son, the one you say was born blind? How then does he now see? We know this is our son and that he was born blind, his parents answered, but we don't know how he now sees and we don't know who opened his eyes. Ask him, ask him he's of age. He will speak for himself. So these parents basically said, look, all I know is that's my boy. He used to be blind. Now he can see. I, I have no idea how he's able to see. Who even did this? I, I don't know anything. I, I don't know. Just ask him. He's an old man. You talk to him yourself. I mean, these parents, now think about these parents. I bet their entire life they had been praying for their son to get, vision, to get sight. I bet they had brought them to synagogue and laid hands over this boy when he was a child and teenager saying, Lord, please heal this child. And now all of a sudden he gets healed and they're like, oh, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know what happened. Why are they so scared? The parents are shaking in their boots like something has happened. Well, here's the answer. It says here in verse 22, His parents said these things because they were afraid of the Jews, since the Jews had already agreed that if anyone confessed him, that's Jesus, as the Messiah, he would be banned from the synagogue. Mom and dad are so scared of the Pharisees that they will lose their church membership 
if they speak on behalf of Jesus, who just healed their son? They literally can't even speak up and say, they, they, of course they know who did this. They're like, oh, I don't know, but they've had to talk to their son. Their son's like, this man named Jesus healed me. And they know they can't say the word Jesus because they get booted, they lose their church membership card, and they can't go to synagogue anymore if they speak the truth about Jesus. So mom and dad really are spineless parents. And the bold person right here, everyone we're meeting, except for the blind man and Jesus, the disciples asked a, a silly question to start this off. Look at how foolish everyone is so far. Disciples are going up, Jesus, who sinned? The, bo- the man here blind or the parents? Jesus had to rebuke them and say, this wasn't any about anyone's sin. Then we meet the nosy neighbors who go and report the people. They don't really believe, but they need to report them to the Pharisees. Then we meet the Pharisees, and they are in absolute total denial of this. They can't even accept the truth of what's going on. Then we meet the parents, and they can't even speak up for their own son, who likely they've been praying for their entire life. And God has finally answered the prayer, and they're so embarrassed of getting kicked out of church. Now, keep going. Now we're about to see the boldness of this man who was healed. And by the way, he does get kicked out of church. So mom and dad still have their church membership, but the son is going to get the boot from church. You know, if you're going to get kicked out of church, it's an honor to get kicked out for speaking up for Jesus because this man is about to speak up for the Lord. And he is bold in his faith, this blind man. So remember, he's never seen anything in his life. And now his parents are embarrassed. The neighbors don't know what to do. Nobody even knows what to do with this situation. So look at verse 24. So a second time, they, that's the Pharisees, summoned the man who had been born blind. Now look at this question here. They go up to the man and they say, give glory to God. We know this man is a sinner. That's the most baited question in the world. That's like when you take a child and you know they stole cookies from the cookie jar. And you say, young man, I want you to tell me the truth. You know there's missing cookies. And you've got cookie crumbs all over your hands and your face. Go ahead, get, honor the Lord. You know, thou shalt not lie. What is the Bible? You know, tell me the truth. Did you, I mean, they're just leading him along, saying, we know Jesus is a sinner. You give glory to God. And they, what they were saying by give glory to God, I mean, go ahead and you give glory to God by saying Jesus is a sinner because he healed on a Sabbath. That is what they wanted this blind man to say. They're leading him down to basically not, not so much worry about the man got his sight, but that he did it on a Sabbath. That was the problem here. Never mind that he all of a sudden can see light for the first time. But he, he broke the Sabbath. That's what they're trying to get him on. And look what the man says. Now look at this. This is some of the greatest scripture we see. He answered, the blind man, whether or not he's a sinner, I don't know. I mean, remember at this point, the blind man's never even met Jesus. He doesn't even know what Jesus looks like. Because he had to go to a pool and wash off. But this I, one thing I know, dude. This is the one thing he knows. Look at verse 25. I was blind, and now I can see. He says, that's all I know. I once was blind. So I had spiritual blindness. I did not know the Lord. I saw darkness my whole life. And Jesus opened my eyes and I can see. That is a picture of salvation right there. With people who are lost, 
People who do not know the Lord are spiritually blind. You encounter Jesus. He opens up your eyes and then you can see. That this man gave a testimony. That's a testimony right there. Anytime you're asked to give a testimony, you're sharing at one point in my life, I did not know the Lord. I met Jesus and now I can see. Every one of us in the sanctuary should have a testimony. That means you're saved. They asked him, what did he do to you? How did he open your eyes? So here we go again. They're asking the same old question, the Pharisees. I already told you he's answered, and you didn't listen. Why do you want to hear again? You don't want to become his disciples, do you? Meaning he knew they didn't. So he's saying, why do you keep asking this goofy question? We're going to say it over and over and over again? Like, what, why don't we have to keep going around in circles? I already told you the truth. They ridiculed him. You're that man's disciple, but we're Moses' disciples. We know that God has spoken to Moses, but this man, we don't even know where he's from. Where he's from, they don't want he's from God. That's where he's from. And they certainly are condemning themselves by making that statement. They don't know where he's from. They've rejected him. And then the man speaks up. Now look at this powerful message he says. This is an amazing thing, the man told them. You don't know where he's from, yet he opened my eyes. We know that God doesn't listen to sinners. Because remember that, remember, he made that same, God doesn't listen. Remember the very first question. Whose sin, this man or his parents? Well, now the man is saying, hey, God doesn't listen to sinners, i.e. Pharisees. He's not listening to you. You prayed for me and nothing happened. You won't even listen to this man. And he's opening up my eyes. We know God doesn't listen to sinners, but if anyone is God-fearing and does His will, He listens to him. Throughout history, no one has ever heard of someone opening the eyes of a person born blind. If this man were not from God, he wouldn't be able to do anything. What a great, powerful testimony. He's telling these Pharisees, this man has to be from God because he is able to open up the eyes of a blind man. And this actually fulfills Isaiah, we're not going to turn there, Isaiah 42.7 says one of the ministries of Jesus, what he will do in his ministry is open up the eyes of the blind. There are spiritual blindness all around us, and Jesus helps the blind see. Now, that didn't go well with the Pharisees. Look what he said. They said, you were born entirely in sin. Meaning, sir, you, you don't even deserve to be here in the temple. Your parents are bad. You're bad. They're just giving them the ultimate cut down. You were born entirely in sin, they replied. And you are trying to teach us? How dare you show up to Pharisee sinner and start teaching us about the Lord? That's how spiritually blind and cocky these men were. And then they threw him out. He just got the boot. There he goes. He started teaching about Jesus. He got kicked out of church. So Jesus then, look at this, verse 35. Now finally, Jesus is going to reveal himself to the man. Jesus heard that they had thrown the man out. Now we're not even focused on his blindness anymore. Guy got kicked out of church. He gets healed, and then he gets the boot out of the synagogue. He heard that Jesus had thrown the man out. And when they found him, he says, do you believe in the Son of Man? So this man doesn't know what Jesus looks like. Jesus is one of these guys, he sneaks up behind you and says, hey, you believe in the Son of Man? And he's like, oh, who are you, sir? I've, I've only met 15 people now because I just got my eyesight. Who is he, sir, that I may believe in him? He asked. 
Jesus answered, you have seen him. In fact, he's the one speaking with you. I believe, Lord. And he worshipped him. Right there, Jesus revealed himself to this man. The man for the first time saw Jesus. And he said, I believe in you, Lord. You have healed me. And he is the only one in this story who worshipped Jesus right there. No one else is worshipping Jesus. This is a massive argument going on. People are bickering back and forth. And we're kicking people out of the synagogue. Yet the one man who received salvation is believing and worshipping Jesus. Jesus says, I came into this world for judgment in order that those who do not see will see, and those who do see will become blind. Jesus just said, there are people who are spiritually blind, and I'm here to open up their eyes and help them see how to be saved. And then there's people who go around like blind guides. One of the uh, things Jesus said about the Pharisees in the book of Matthew, He called the Pharisees blind guides meaning they could see, and they were to supposedly be leading the people to the Lord, but they were leading the people away from the Lord. They were blind guides is what they were. If you were blind, Jesus told them, you wouldn't have sin. But now that you say, or that, now that you say we see, your sin remains. And that, I skipped verse 40, that was because the Pharisees asked the question, Aren't we blind too? Are we? Meaning, they overheard this conversation because they were spying on it and they wanted to know, are we blind? And then he basically, or he told them, he says, you know what? If you can go around seeing, then you are blind. The blindness he's talking about is spiritual blindness. And those who are, who can't see, because he opens up their eyes, they are saved. It's the exact opposite of what they had grown up thinking. So what occurred here in this upside-down story? Everyone was worried sick about the Pharisees. The neighbors brought them, brought the blind man to the Pharisees. Mom and dad, when they are summoned, they are scared to death of the Pharisees because they're going to get kicked out of church in the synagogue for professing Jesus as the Messiah. And their son was healed by Jesus. And the Pharisees are going around teaching lies to the people. It was a self-righteousness. What Jesus is trying to teach us and what was upside down about, the, the, all the people wanted the approval of the Pharisees, of the culture of that day, of the acceptance of that time, of being a card-carrying member of the church in the synagogue. And Jesus is coming along saying, guys, you don't need to do that because those people are blind. They're spiritually blind and you're wanting their approval so bad you long for all the wrong things on earth. And what happens here, how this is upside down for us, if you recognize your blindness, in order to get saved, you have to recognize your blindness then Jesus gives you sight. The Pharisees didn't see any problem in their life. The hardest thing about someone turning to the Lord, repenting and believing in Jesus, is they first have to realize they're sinners. Most people, everybody's fine. You go around and say, Lexington, everyone's doing great. We've talked about this before. Everyone's having a great time. Lots of stuff to do. And then he says, 
Jesus what's upside down about this? If you think you can see on your own, he's saying you can't. Without the Lord opening up your eyes, giving you sight, you do not see. When Jesus made the statement at the beginning of this, he says, I am the light of the world. He's saying, I'm the only one who's able to help you see. Quit focusing on the physical. This blind man, that wasn't the, this is not the blindness Jesus is talking about. Jesus wasn't talking about physical blindness in this whole story. That didn't matter to him. Physical blindness doesn't lead you to heaven or hell. The blindness he's talking about is spiritual blindness. They're lost. Only Jesus can give us the light that we have to have for, to be able to see as God wants us to see. And the Pharisees and so many people around us, we fail, maybe including some of ourselves, we fail to see this. And our prayer should be, Lord, help me see my own sin. Because that's one of the questions that kept going up. Who's the sinner here? Who's the one who sinned? Even the man, when he was lecturing the Pharisees, he says, if this man was a sinner, i.e. Jesus, he couldn't have been able to do this. And for us, instead of us going around looking out and pointing out other people's sin, the Lord says, you need to examine your own heart. Your spiritual blindness, your own sin is what you need to be giving account for, not other people's sin. All the Pharisees cared about was making sure that no one followed and believed in this blind man's testimony and certainly no one believed in Jesus. They were trying to suppress the truth. And they even had people scared to death assisting them doing that. The parents were scared. They were going to get kicked out of church. And secondly, the neighbors were scared because they had somebody they needed to go report to the Pharisees about what happened. Sin is blinding. That's what sin does. It blinds us. So when the Bible talks about blindness, it's not talking about the blindness for us that we can't see an alien or we can't see the sun. See, It's talking about you can't see God. You can't see the one who says, I am the light of the world. Our prayer, our hope, the purpose of this message is for us to examine our heart and says, Lord, has, has, has sin blinded me in my life? Do, if you appeared and snuck up on me like you did this man, and you revealed yourself to me, would I respond saying, I believe, and fall down on my knees and worship. That man worshipped Jesus. And what we do is we have to see our own need for forgiveness and repentance. And this man did both of them. He is the only one who obediently turned to the Lord. So this entire story, the upside down factor, we talk about the man born blind from birth. But folks... That's not what the blindness we're talking about. The blindness the story's about is a spiritual blindness. So people are so dubbed by the devil, they do not see their desperate need for Jesus Christ. And this morning, I plead to you, 
you need to ask the Lord, says, Lord, help me have the same testimony that this man said, one thing I do know, I was blind and now I see. That should be your testimony. I was once spiritually blind, but now I can see the Lord. And it's not an accident God brought you here. It's no coincidence. God has a purpose and a plan for your life, just like this man right here. And Jesus even says he, this, he was born blind for this great, great purpose of this odd conversation we all had to go around in circles to talk about. But ultimately, one man falls on his knees and says, Lord, I believe and I'm worshiping you. That is our only appropriate response to Jesus Christ. And I'm going to ask you to do that this morning. Beecher, I think you have our invitation. We're going to have our invitation here up on the stage. And how we do this is if you want to get saved, and I want to tell you, a lot of times we talk about getting saved in church membership. We can never confuse those two. Because, you know, remember, the blind man, he got kicked out of church. He lost his membership. Church membership doesn't save you. Jesus alone saves you. And we come, and when we respond to the gospel, when we respond to the good news of Jesus, we're saying, Lord, I want to get saved. And if you want to get saved this morning, how we want to do this, I stand down front, Zach stands down there. We never want to be bashful. This blind man was definitely not bashful. He took a badge of honor and got booted out of church. He got a sight, met Jesus, and then hit the door. He, you know, he had to worship the Lord just where he was at. We come to Jesus as we are, and we want to come and say, Lord, I believe. I want, to, I want you to open up my eyes from the blindness of this world and the devil that is, is unsurpassing all around here in our community, in our personal lives, in our schools. We respond to Jesus this morning. So we're going to stand together. I'm going to stand down front. Zach stands right here. We respond to Jesus. You want to come down front? I'll pray with you. I'll pray and lead you to Christ and show to you how you can be saved this morning.